1: Hi everyone. Welcome back to the BT Powerhouse podcast. It is Friday, uh September fourth. Um it's actually our second podcast of the day. <laughs> for those of you who listen to the last one, uh you already know that. But um but yeah, it, it is an exciting time, um, you know, for our for our podcast as we are officially moving into our season preview uh podcast. Um we have uh, a lot of really fun and uh, exciting stuff on the horizon here over the next couple of weeks. Um, talked a little bit about that in the earlier podcast, so if you want full details on that, uh, <laughs> um, make sure to listen to that one. But um, <clears throat> but long story short, um, next couple of weeks we'll be doing hopefully team-by-team previews. Um, we're going to have to see if... Uh, how the logistics work out, we might combine one here or there. But um, but overall, we are going to try to do 14 separate ones uh, for every Big Ten team. Um, and it should be uh, really exciting. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about this earlier this summer, but the Big Ten, it looks like it should really be trending up coming in this year. Um, I'm interested to see how that actually shakes out. Um, you know, I think certain areas of the conference are trending up certain areas are not but um but nonetheless there should be a lot of talented teams a lot of teams in the uh the old ncaa (laughs) discussion you know as we as we move into march um and one of those teams that are that's hoping (laughs) to get in that discussion um they haven't been there for a couple years now um haven't exactly had the greatest success but um but that's Penn State. Uh, you know the Nittany Lions are really hoping, hoping to uh, to either get to the postseason in the NIT um, and maybe pull off the, uh, the unexpected and actually make it into the the Big Dance. Um, and to help break us break the team down, we have uh, Chad uh, from Black Shoe Diaries on with us. Uh, Chad, how you doing?
0: Hey guys, how's it going?
1: Good, good. How's everything over there for you? Yeah, yeah. Very well
0: done
1: good All right. well um, ha- excited to have you on excited to to chat about penn state here today um before before we get in the uh the knit and gritty here um obviously we're we're coming on a uh, football season here so uh for our penn state listeners uh what what what's your short thoughts your reader's digest version of Penn state football this year
0: uh, it's all about the offensive line. If they can pull that together and you know protect Christian Hackerberg, get the run game going a little bit, I think they're in line for 8-4, eight 9-3 eight nine and, nine and kind of season. Um, I don't want to raise expectations too high for Penn State. You know They had a tough year last year, but um, they have the talent to pull it together. I just don't know if they're ready yet to beat the uh, Ohio State and Michigan State of the Big Ten yet.
1: Yeah, it should be uh unfortunately, you know, my Wolverine lost last night, so I was disappointed. But um but excited just for college football in general. Uh it should be a, a really fun season. Um but but jumping into the uh the college basketball world here, um Penn State uh not coming off the greatest year. Um they lose DJ Newbill, um who was pretty easily the team's best player last year. Um trying to kinda trend up under Pat uh Chambers here. Um, before we get into the, the positional looks, uh, you know, the recruiting class, what, what are your just general thoughts, uh, goals, expectations for, uh, Penn state this year?
0: Uh, this year, I, I just want them to to progress. Um, you know, I don't think the, the way the big 10 shaping up, it doesn't look like they're gonna be able to compete for a bid this year, uh, to the NCAA tournament or even the NIT. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of young guys on the roster with who came in with, um, you know, some highly – came in as highly recruited uh, players with uh, some really good offers and stuff. Um, so I, I just want to see them uh, mature and learn the Big Ten while they still have, you know, just like Pat Chambers. I don't think he's going anywhere this year. Um, you know, he signed an extension last year. So I just want to see the the young guys improve and kind of set them up for a nice couple, two years coming after this season.
1: Yeah, and, um, you know, I kind I kind of have – similar thoughts uh i feel like this is a team that that's gonna have more overall talent than last year i don't think they're gonna have you know the talent in a player like new bill they had last year but i i am just concerned it's you know young and inexperienced um and how that's going to work out but um but regarding you know the progress i think that's an interesting you know comment um a lot of programs talk about you know getting better each year um what what would you define that as? Just playing better, you know, more wins, maybe more success in the conference. Uh, what specifically do you think you know progress would actually mean?
0: Um, now that they don't have D J Newbill anymore, they don't have really one um, ball dominant player, one player that, that can go out in any, any night and give them twenty points. Um, and I think that's good. You know, a lot, of, a lot of college teams, you know, you don't really see a lot of people, a lot of programs that have just one dominant player be successful. It just, it doesn't work like that, really, in college basketball. You look at the Kentucky teams in the last couple of years, Wisconsin had, you know, at least three guys who could step up any night and get 20 points and carry the team. Um, Penn State's always kind of been that, that team that always has just one, one really good player, one Big Ten-level caliber player. They've never had, you know, a good supporting cast around them. So I think this is the kind of year where you're going to see the ball spread out a lot more, you're going to see a lot of shots, being taken by a variety of players, um, which is, you know, I think that's what Pat Chambers eventually wants to have. You know, I don't think he wants the D.J. Newville, the Taylor Battle, the Tim Frazier set where you just have that one guy. So, um, you know, getting getting a bunch of these young guys some shots, getting, you know, Brandon Taylor is not going to get 20 points tonight, but but, um, you know, he's a valuable player for a team that, you know, he's been around the block now. He's a senior. Um, so they just, uh, you know, they just have to have – um some more options on offense. And I think and they build that if they can build that up when uh some of these other recruits come in in twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen, um, that's gonna benefit them in the long run in a big way.
1: Yeah, definitely. I I'm definitely uh in agreement there. Um but yeah, why don't why don't we jump into this team and start start breaking it down here. Um why don't we start with the backcourt, which uh has pretty easily been the strength of the team in the last couple of years. Um, what what are you looking to see in a backcourt that definitely is going to go through some transitions this year?
0: Um, I'm looking to look for, a, you know, a point guard that can distribute the ball. Um, they haven't had one since Frazier left two years ago. Um, last year they played Chuck Garner at the point. I think he's more suited to play the two. Um, so I think you'll see Devin Foster slide in at the one. And um, he, he got more minutes as the season went on, which is kind of rare for any player really that's not a freshman. Um, you know, the junior, he's a junior college transfer and he kind of, he didn't play. He played barely any minutes in the non-conference, but, um, once John Johnson was suspended indefinitely from the program, he, he slotted into some minutes there and, and looked pretty good when he played. So I expect him to take on a bigger role this year. And, uh, like I said, chef Garner is going to slide over to the two. I would imagine, um, he, he's more, he's a better shooter than any, probably any player on the roster at the moment. Um, and I think he he uh he actually had one of the better freshman seasons in Penn State basketball history um last year but you know again he was kind of in the in the shadow of DJ Newbill so I expect him to to probably lead the team in scoring um and you know hopefully he can get a three point average up for Penn State because they three point shooting's been such a a drag for this this program over the past you know 10 20 years even it's it's been bad at some point so um, that's what I'm looking for out of the backcourt yeah,
1: I think it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting. Obviously the loss of New Bill is a uh is a huge blow. Um but, you know, he graduated not much you can do there. Um but uh but yeah, but Chef Gardner was really good last year. I think um he really got overshadowed by the fact that, you know, he wasn't on one of the Big Ten's best teams and uh just in the fact that, you know, you had D'Angelo Russell, you had some like really great freshmen last mm-hmm. year that um You know, if he had maybe come in a different year, I think he would have gotten a lot more attention, a lot more hype. Uh, Obviously, you were talking about he can shoot uh, from long range, which is going to be huge on this team. Um, He can get to the hoop. He can get inside. I think um, I I, I don't know if it's – well, we'll see if you agree. I don't know if it's premature, but do you think he's the team's best player coming into next year?
0: Coming into this year, yeah, I think so. I don't know if he will be at the end of the year because there are some talented freshmen that, that are coming in. Um, but I think he's primed. If there's going to be one player that's going to, you know, handle the scoring load and get, you know, put up Newbill-like numbers, it would be Chef Garner, but I, I don't expect that from him yet. I don't think he's that – I don't think he has that much potential uh, the way that Newbill had. Because Newbill, you know, he had that – he had that strength that, that a lot of two guards don't possess. Uh, Garner doesn't have a lot of physical tools to work with, um, not in the same way that Newbill or Frazier had. But he's got – I think he's – like you say, he's a better shooter than any, any player on the roster at the moment.
1: yeah yeah um that's interesting yeah obviously the new guys are going to be you know some of the huge guys to watch um but uh you know Shep Gardner clearly I think is going to be the the big guy to watch in the backcourt uh Devin Foster can work in there as well um but yeah moving moving on to the uh the wing group here um what are you uh looking to see or um how do you see the wing group shaking out this year
0: um, this is this is where Josh Reeves would come in right away and starts from the beginning of the year and you know he's going to be one of these guys that is key to the to the success of the program over the next three or four years because he's one of these highly-tied freshmen, uh, top 100 recruit, had offers from Maryland, Villanova, uh, a bunch of other I know, Mid-Atlantic, uh, um, you know Mid Atlantic D1 programs. You know he was at Oak Hill Academy last year, which you know Penn State doesn't really get guys from Oak Hill Academy ever. Um, and, and he's got the shooting ability, and I think the athleticism mostly that can take this program, you know, to or be a part of the program that finally has that athleticism to compete at, you know, the Big Ten level. Um, Peyton Banks is another guy I expect to uh, improve his numbers on from last year. Um, he, he was he has a reputation as a shooter, but he didn't he didn't uh, complete a high percentage last year. He was somewhere uh, in like the 28, 29 percent range. Um, he's comfortable taking the pull up three which uh, you know, not the greatest shot, but he seems to like it a lot. Um, so I, you know, I expect him to, to get some to minutes in the small forward position. He's you know, he's probably gonna be battling Josh Reese for the majority of the minutes there, so um, I would expect him to play with a little bit of a fire this year. Um, Davis M. Goulis is the other uh wing freshman coming in this year. Um he he has a reputation as as a shooter. Um I'm not convinced yet. I mean, we'll see. He's he's uh, he's not really a, a set shooter. He's more of a guy who will, you know, some guys can just sit around, not sit around, but, you know, sit outside the arc and, you know, catch and shoot really with ease. Uh, I don't think he's that kind of player. I think he's more of a coming off screens kind of guy, which is not, again, not a great percentage shot, but if he can hit it, it's a dangerous weapon to add to, the, to any team. Um mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm not sure if he's in line for a lot of minutes this year. I mean, we'll see because, you know, they are young and they, they have room to play these guys, but I just don't know if he's ready yet because he came over from Lithuania um, two or three years ago and he's I think he's still adjusting to American life yet, but um, he's definitely an intriguing player. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think um, the, the wing group, uh, at least in my view, has the most uh, swing, so to speak. I, I think it could be... Uh you know, really good if things go right, obviously, a lot of that is gonna ride on uh Josh reeves um mm-hmm. but I also think you know things could go pretty wrong you know if if he's not oh, yeah. ready to go right away and um by all expectations, he should be, at least be a quality starter um I don't think mm-hmm. everyone you really can't guarantee what a freshman's gonna be ever, but um you know i I feel like it's a pretty safe bet that he'll be a decent starter um but if, if he d comes in and you know takes a little time to kinda of get used to the college game, uh so on and so forth, you know, you're talking about a lot of unproven guys uh in this area, or guys who have seen time but uh you know haven't been the best. Um, you know, you talked about Peyton Banks, uh, obviously pretty a young guy still. Um he has decent potential, but you know, hasn't hasn't done a lot yet. Um <laughs> You know, there's a there's a couple guys like that. Even even Brandon Taylor, if he if he moves in there, um, hasn't been the greatest. I, I, I would think that would be reasonable to say. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, more more proven than you know a, a incoming freshman, but uh, but kind of you know you don't know, uh, especially because I, I feel like they're going to try to push him out to the four spot. But um, yeah, yeah, it's a it's an interesting spot. But you know, if Reeves comes in. Can play well. I think it'll it'll take a lot of pressure off there. And really, this this group could really um, eat up a lot of minutes if they're if they if Reeves can produce, if Banks can produce. Because I kn- I know you talked about Chef Gardner playing at the two spot, but uh, you know if these guys are producing, uh, I feel like they could push him back down to the point and just play some of these guys. So I think uh, you know if it really goes right, they could even help the backcourt as well, <laughs> at least for some minutes but um yeah definitely,
0: definitely. they have they yeah. have a lot of versatile players i feel like this year mm-hmm. which i don't know if that helps or hurts you know what i mean because it's not <laughs> it's it's sort of a square peg round hole situation a little bit with garner and and reed so they quite have the size maybe to play the 3 but um i don't know i think i think um you know like you said there's there's a lot of there's a lot of versatility and uh you know they can they can they can move some things around and see how it fits but again I, you know i'd rather have mm-hmm. Define roles for some of these guys instead of, you know, thinkers oh, yeah. all
1: the time. Yeah, it'll be. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting, and that's why, like, it, you know, if I if I was a Penn State fan, I I don't think I would be, uh, you know, jumping for joy over the wing group coming in, but I would I would be excited about the potential there, you know, especially mm-hmm. uh, going forward with Reeves. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely some interesting guys there, but, but moving up front, uh, how, how do you see things shaking out there?
0: Um, i expect Brandon Taylor to start the year at the four, um, and Jordan Dickerson at the five. Um, they, they kind of played a, a smaller, smaller, lineup, smaller, uh, front court last year, um, uh, with Dickerson protects the rim so well that you can afford to give up some size at the four. Um, and Brandon Taylor, um, you know if he's hitting if he's hitting a shot from outside you know from those corner corner three areas he's a he's a good player he's definitely a big 10 quality player but consistency just has been his biggest issue as a, as a Penn State player so far um so and you know i don't think he has the potential to to carry, put a team on his back or anything um he struggled to score inside last year he shot close to 40% from inside the arc which is not great for a 6 foot 6 player that likes to post up um but he he definitely has the skill. If like he, he can just get you know his, his mental or his mentality right, um, he's, a, he's definitely a solid player. Pickerson, um, I expect him to you know he, he's he's another guy that he is what he is at this point. He's not going to give you know thirty minutes a game, ten points, ten rebounds. He's he's twenty minutes a game, um, you know, five points, five boards, a couple blocks here and there. You know, he's definitely in the paint, but you know, just his inability to stay on the floor all the time because of foul trouble and, and conditioning issues. It's just he is what he is, but he definitely gives Penn State the option to play smaller on the on the wings. Um Mike Watkins is a guy that uh Penn State fans should be excited for this year. Um, you know, he's another top one hundred recruit just like Reeves that um he didn't really have time to accumulate a lot of offers because he committed to Penn State so early in the process, but um he's he's a six foot eight, 230 pound, um, kind of freakish athlete. One of the more freakish athletes Penn State's had at least in the last couple of years. Um, you know, he's high energy guy here on the floor, rebounds like crazy, blocks shots really well for his size. Um, you know, I don't know if he's a 10 point a game player right away, but he will definitely give them some energy, uh, at least off the bench, probably at least to start the year. And then, um, you know, if the year progresses, so you could probably start, end up starting down the road. Um, Julian Moore, another guy with a lot of potential. Uh, he's got you know, 6'10 frame, 235 pounds. He's a redshirt sophomore now. He's probably going to be expected to start at center in 2017 or 2016-2017. So I think this year's a big year for him in his development. And um, the last frontcourt player, Donovan Jack, um, he's kind of regressed in his career. Uh, he started out um, pretty well at the beginning of 2014-15, 2013, 14, excuse me. Um, he's was, he was a kind of a stretch four, but he's just never really found um, found success in the weight room. He's never really um, put on enough muscle to to be able to hang inside with a lot of Big Ten post players. So he's another guy. He's he just he is what he is at this point. He'll get you know he's a good shot blocker for his size, but again, he just he fouls too much for, for him to play more than you know 15, 20 minutes a game. Um, all in all, the front court is. Um, there's depth there but it's not necessarily quality depth um at least not at this point in time because uh Watkins and more are the future but i just i hope um for their sake they get enough minutes to to progress for the future
1: yeah i think it's an interesting group um unlike the wing group which i feel like can range so much uh i feel like this group just kind of is what it is for this season um you know like like you said i i think next year you know if you have more um come on, if you have uh, um Watkins come in and you know, make some kind of impact this year and next year really really come on, um, you know, you could have the start of something really good up front. But for this year, uh yeah, I I just I can't see either one of those guys getting major minutes unless uh you know, maybe Watkins comes in and just blows up. But uh but outside of that <laughs> um you know, I, I think it's going to be Dickerson. I think it's going to be Brandon Taylor and Jack taking up, you know, most of the minutes. Um, you know, maybe Jack's role will continue to to sort of decrease. Um, he didn't get the, the biggest minutes last year, especially late in the year. But, um, you know, you, you have to think up front they're going to go with the the experienced guys, um, especially at first, you know, unless something somebody really struggles. But I think it's going to be a decent group. I don't think it's going to be uh, – you know, bad per se, but, um, I just, you know, unless one of those new guys really blows up or shouldn't call them new guys, you know, more's already there, but, uh, you know, mm-hmm. unless one of those really guys, uh, you know, blows up. I think it's just going to be an okay group. That's going to look towards the, uh, you know, the backcourt and the wing group to kind of, to kind of carry it. Um, you feel that way or, um, am I being too pessimistic?
0: <laughs> no, I think you're right on. There's not a lot of scoring in the front court. I mean, just, Dickerson, Moore, Jack, none of them have really produced at a high level in terms of, you know, scoring output in their entire career. So, um, I, I mean, Julian Moore, I think, has more potential than, than Dickerson or Jack. I think he showed um, a couple of times last year before he got mono – or he came down with the I don't know if it was mono or not, but um, he, he showed some flashes a little bit. Um, he's a three-pointer against Wisconsin, which was crazy because just jump shot is completely out of whack. But, um, you know – these young guys I think I think Pat will be more inclined to play to play them because I think he sees that this year is just it's not it's not about winning this year. It's more about getting experience to the younger guys. So I think I think Watkins and Moore will see more time as the year progresses, definitely. Um, you know, you kinda of have to defer to Dickerson, Taylor and Jack because they are seniors. But at the same time, you know, Pat is he's not coaching for this year, he's coaching for the next two years and then after that, you know, it's it's kind of up in the air.
1: So I think he'll he'll realize
0: that and, and give his young guys a chance.
1: hmm Yeah, I definitely agree. Um we're moving on, you know, we hit all three position groups here. Um uh let, let's talk about some of the new guys uh coming on campus. Um, you know, we talked about them all you know briefly, but um, you know, in terms of long term potential, uh, you know, obviously uh you would expect at least two of them to play this year, but um do you see this recruiting class factoring out uh, this year and beyond?
0: Yeah, um, it, was, it was, you know, by you know, uh, 24-7 sports standards, their composite ratings, um, it was their best recruiting class probably ever. Um, they finished I believe in the top 40 uh, by ESPN's metrics, they were top 30, I think. Um, yeah, you know, you don't really get that at Penn State a lot, but then again, I don't think these guys are you know, like I said, they're not you know, twenty-point game scores down the road. They're not guys who are, you know, capable of getting their own shot right now, at least. Um, which is why, you know, they're good. They're great role players. I think. I think any Big Ten team would be happy to have them. You know, these, these top one hundred kids that
1: are very athletic
0: and very, very driven, very energetic. Um, but you know, they're, they're not going to carry a team. Which is why it's, it was so big for Penn State to get Tony Carr in twenty sixteen. But we can talk about that later. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I I expect them to to have solid freshman years. Um, I don't know if they'll have years on the same level as that Chef Garner did last year because it was kind of a perfect situation for Garner to come in and you know get minutes to the point without being a ball dominant player. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, it, there's a lot of reasons for excitement with this group. I, it, I think that's definitely true. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Um...
1: You know, it's one of those classes that, you know, it doesn't have, you know, as you were talking about, you know, maybe Tony Carter uh, in the future, but it doesn't have the, like, epic recruit that everyone is just, you know, losing their minds over. But uh, it definitely has two guys who can make an impact this year and beyond that really could develop into pretty good starters. Um, And it's got, you know, one other uh, guy who – likely will be kind of a role player, maybe turn into an all right starter, you know, just in terms of overall ratings here. But um mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I, I think it's a good class, especially considering uh uh frankly where Penn State has been <laughs> in recent history. Yep. But um, definitely But yeah, I think uh I think this is a class, you know, when people look back, it's one of those that this is gonna let Chambers build the base and then hopefully he can add in those those ultra recruits next year and and really get a good starting lineup. Um but yeah, yeah, it, it it does it does seem like a like an exciting class though. Um but but spinning off of that, uh talking about the team I guess in a little more of a a general sense again, um what are you know, we've talked about the position, but uh what are the biggest questions for you about this team uh coming into this year?
0: Um just to have the offense. Jealous together because they don't, you know, like I said last year, they were, it was the DJ Newbill show. This year, it's, you know, it's more of a shared thing. And I, and I want to see, um, I want to see more of, you know, some offensive sets from Chambers because, you know, like you said, it was kind of ISO ball a lot with Newbill. Um, I want to see how they can get the entire team involved, the entire five, you know, working together to create shots, create easy looks for some of these guys. Um, you know, the defense really improved last year down the stretch, especially. They were, they were great in the big Ten tournament when they went in that little run um you know down the road they held wisconsin uh um under their season average of points points per possession like uh their in their home game against wisconsin um you know, so I think they they're they're definitely improving there um the, the the energy and the hustle is always there with chambers. I just want to see more uh more of an offensive line from him this year um to to help him. you because know, they don't have the talent necessarily to to win a lot of games in the big ten but um, and I still don't expect them to win a ton of games, but I want to see more, more cohesive offense. Um, that's, that's my biggest question for this team is, is, can they create shots for, for guys without, you know, playing ISO ball?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, for me, I, I think my, my biggest questions on this team are really uh, they sort of match with the, the positional group, so to speak. But um, I think I might be a little higher on Gardner than you are, but, um, but I really want to see if he can become you know, I, I don't think uh again I, I don't want to say, you know, he's gonna be the next new bill. He's gonna be, you know, this crazy dynamic player. But um but you know, I wanna see first if he can be the, the quote unquote guy uh for this team. You know, can he really be that guy where, you know, late in the game they can go to him, he can put up the consistent stats, uh, you know, game in and game out to really uh to lead the team because you know, even if, uh, you know, as we've been talking about, I, I think overall the team's going to be helped by it not being ISO ball. But, you know, you still need a, a star, at least. <laughs> and um, right. you know, I want to see if he can take that role. I, I don't know if he can, but, um, you know, I think that's going to be a big question. Um, the the second one for me is uh, just generally, you know, what what is Penn State going to get out of Josh Reeves' Um I think most people, again, are pretty optimistic, uh, including myself. But uh, you know, any any incoming freshman, even if they're a five-star mega recruit, you know, you're not sure what you're going to get. So I think he's going to have a lot of say on that wing group, and a lot of uh, you know, we'll get to the predictions later. But kind of where Penn State, you know, sorts out in their tier of the Big Ten, um, and then finally, uh, can someone emerge in that front court because? There's plenty of options and there's plenty of solid options, but uh I think if they really want to get into that NIT or or better discussion, I, I think at least one guy has to emerge up there as a as a scoring consistent scoring threat, I guess. <laughs> um but yeah, it, it's interesting. Uh a lot of questions, but uh but generally uh there's there's some talent on this roster and uh to see how it shakes out. Um I guess on the other side, you know, we've talked a little bit about what we're unsure of. Uh, what, are, what are some reasons to be optimistic about this team? Uh, you know, obviously Penn State fans want to be excited, so uh, tell them what, what what they should be the most excited about.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I was down. I'm I'm not as I'm not super high on Garner as you know this the, the next new Bill or Frazier guy, but I, I do think you know he had his best freshman season at Penn State recent history, which is saying something, you know, when you have guys like Newbill and, well, Newbill wasn't a freshman, but, you know, beside the point, Uh, Taylor Battle and uh, Tim Frazier, you know, he had better season than both those guys in the college. So I think, um, you know, he could definitely, definitely, like you said, he could definitely become the go-to guy, I, you know. And it's reason to be excited to see how he develops as an off-the-ball kind of, as an off-the-ball player because, you know, like, like I said last year, he was, he, has ball, he had ball. He responsibility to bring the ball to the floor, which you, I don't think he'll have this year as much. Um, and like you said, the freshmen, I think I'm definitely excited to see them play. You know, Penn State just we, we don't have guys like this come to State College ever. Um, you know, and, and to get two four-star recruits at one class is is amazing. So, um, and I do expect them both to start by the end of the season. Um, and, and you know, it's definitely exciting to see what kind of you know, the athlete, just the pure athleticism they bring. To Penn State, which you know that's been one of Penn State's two of Penn State's biggest problems uh, in trying to climb that Big Ten ladder has been athleticism and shooting. Um, and they finally have some athleticism. They just need to get the shooting. So um, you know they're definitely building. Her. I'm just excited to see them build this year. That's that's the main goal. I think it's not even so much about wins losses as long as it's not a crazy bad record in the Big Ten. So uh, yeah, I mean I am definitely excited. I, I don't want people to get the wrong impression. I'm 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 pumped for some Pen in Penn State.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that's why we that's why I have to ask that question to, uh <laughs> make sure we talk about some of the good stuff um but yeah why why don't we move into the uh i guess the the stake of this uh, <laughs> uh what everybody always wants to know uh season predictions um you know again penn state uh not coming off the best last couple of years losing their best player but um what do you see out of this team both in terms of uh the big ten? overall, um and uh I guess it, postseason, uh what do you think? Are they gonna make the postseason? Um and or NCAA tournament? Uh what are your thoughts?
0: Well I'll start with the non conference schedule. It's it's a little bit of a weaker schedule, uh kinda like last year, but you know, that that did set the Springboard for them to, to go twelve and one in the non conference, which you know, say what you will about the 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 uh quality of the schedule. It definitely it invigorated some energy into the program, which, you know, they haven't seen in a long time. They got votes in the top 25 for Christ's six. you know. That doesn't happen at Penn State. So, um, <laughs> you know, just if, if they can put together a solid non-conference went, uh, schedule with, you know, a couple of their, their biggest games are against, you know, not great teams, George Washington, Colorado, possibly SNU if they can beat Colorado, you know, not a lot of, not a lot of great, you know, big-name programs on there, but. Um, if they can get some wins, rack up some wins in our conference and hopefully get some other some fans support at B J C that would definitely help them and the Big Ten schedule. I mean, it's very it's it's front heavy. Uh at Maryland open the season is probably the toughest game they'll have for the next couple of years. If not, you know, any team any team would hate that as their first game, I'm sure. And the Big Ten. <laughs> um at Michigan after that, uh just a couple of days later. Um yeah, it, they could be looking at 0-6 again to start the conference, but um, they have, you know, if, if there's one thing Pat Chambers' teams have done over the past few years, it's they've ended strong, and they have the opportunity to do that. I think they have uh, the last six games are versus Iowa at home, at Rutgers, home against Nebraska, and Michigan State going to be a tough game, but home against Northwestern and Illinois close out the year, which um, there's some little games there, so I think if they can close strong, um, they can Maybe finish uh, with five or six wins in the conference, which would be, I think, a huge bonus considering the way that they played the last two years in conference. So, um, you know, anything with I just I judge it on, on Big Ten play so much for this team because the non-conference is not great. Um, so, you know, if they can finish with six Big Ten wins, that would be that would be amazing. But I, I think four or five is more realistic, and I don't think they'll compete for a uh, postseason bid just because. The non-conference is so weak, and the the conference slate is just – they're not ready yet. Simple as that. They're they're just not ready.
1: Yeah, I I think I'm on a relatively similar uh, terms uh, regarding the season for Penn State. Um, You know, just to kind of do the same thing you did, uh, you know, starting with the non-conference, really there are very few games on there that – are really that tough um and, you know they they really could win um the colorado one I, I i think the buffaloes are going to be an interesting team i actually wrote about them for another site uh they're an intriguing team so that one could be a little tricky but um mm-hmm. you know boston college isn't great you uh, know you know they're playing some teams like eastern DePaul has been uh a nightmare for a while <laughs> um you know they could definitely I don't think it would be that amazing for them to do what they did last year, you know, 12 and one, um, coming into big 10 play with a lot of energy. Um, and, uh, heck I, I don't, I, it was unlikely, but it wouldn't be that astounding if they won out, frankly, um, you know, potentially, you know, if they got matched up with SMU or whatever, that might be tough, but, uh, but it wouldn't be that, that astounding. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, as you said, jumping into big 10, um, it is going to be a gauntlet. Um, and didn't they open with Wisconsin last year too? On the road? they did,
0: yeah. They was every year they was they're always at the you know top five team in the country. <laughs> it always happens that way. So no different this year.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, talk about bad luck. Um, <laughs> uh, bad luck
0: but, uh, or Delaney hates us. You can pick. Yeah. yeah
1: who knows? Uh, typical Delaney. But
0: um, but yeah, I mean.
1: <laughs> realistically, you know, like you said, they could lose a lot of those first games, um, you know, at Maryland, at Michigan, Minnesota at home. But, you know, Minnesota is another one of those teams where you're not really sure what they're going to have. Michigan State at home, at Purdue, at Northwestern, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Michigan, uh, at Iowa, Indiana. Like, none of those games are gimmies at all. I mean, really in touch until you get to the last, you know, five or six games, that's when you start getting to the teams where it's like, oh yeah, you know, they'll probably win this game. But before that, uh, none of those games are give you know, they'll, they'll probably steal one or two, you know, just out of, you know, craziness. But, uh, mm-hmm. but man, it's going to be tough. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, and I, I, I think Penn state will sort of be on that NIT bubble for a while. Um, but I I think unfortunately it's just going to be too many losses in big 10 play. Uh, you know, maybe they'll, maybe they'll pull off some upsets, you know, who knows, you know, if they beat Maryland or do something, I mean, they almost beat them there last year. Uh, you know, maybe that'll be, uh, enough to get them in, but, um, I I do think they're going to fall short of the NIT. Um, and, and I'm in agreement with you. I think next year's the year when you're really going to start to see progress. Uh, you know, if it if it does uh, happen with uh, Pat Chambers, um, and, and the big thing, if they can if they can kind of do what they did last year, I think that would say a lot. Uh, considering they did lose DJ Newbill, who is, um, I'm sure you know you're familiar, but you know one of the best players Penn State's had in a long time.
0: Oh, um, absolutely, yeah,
1: yeah. So I mean, if if you lose a player like that and you can even just maintain, I think that says a lot about you know building your team, building your program. But um, but overall, it, it'll be an interesting year for Penn State, and obviously, crazy things happen. Uh, you know, people thought Maryland was going to finish tenth last year, and, and they didn't. So, <laughs> including myself. But uh, um, yeah. But uh, any final thoughts here on Penn State before we uh before we end the podcast?
0: Um, I guess just you know, recruiting is a big thing right now, and they have Tony Carr. Uh, committed, hopefully signed by November. Um, You know, we have two other guys, and Joe Hampton, who are, you know, quality kids for Penn Penn State to get, and they're still in the hunt for at least uh, two or three more four-star players that would definitely, you know, help this program get to the next level, which is that mid-tier Big Ten range. So, um, you know, this year, I think it's it's still just about, like you said, maintaining. If they can do that and finish, you know, four or five wins in the conference, that, that's fine. They right now. I think Pat Chambers is relatively safe. Um, you know, he just signed a contract extension. I, I think uh, the athletic director Sandy Barber believes in him, um, which is which is you know more support from an athletic department than he's ever had. So you know, if he can just maintain and and you know get a couple of nice scalps uh, from the, from Big Ten play, a couple upsets, um, that's that's fine for this year. You know, they don't have, they don't. Have, I don't think the expectations are that high. That they have to win all these games just because pack an extension i think they're ready to or they're they're set to just um get better as the year goes on as, as the year goes on i think that that's plenty good for them um so not you know i feel like i say it every year but next year's the year for penn state
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um I, I guess my final thought is just um I wanted to throw out as well. I I normally last year I tried to have them in where I thought they were finishing the Big Ten, so I'll throw it out again. Uh, My last Big Ten rankings, I had them like 12th uh, ahead of Nebraska and the Rutgers, um, behind Minnesota, Northwestern. Um, I think that's totally uh, fair. Yeah, I I think I might – I'm definitely going to review them, you know, before the season starts, but I did want to throw that out here. I think it'll be a – it's going to interesting season. I think a lot of people are going to be kind of frustrated that things aren't happening faster, but as long as, as long as you see the progress, I think it'll be a good year for Penn state um, and the program. And uh, you know, as long as they can, you know, I I hate to use this because, you know, people always bring up Rutgers, you know, they beat Wisconsin last year and then they did nothing. But I think, I think getting a big win will add a lot uh, to the program. And, you know if they can upset even even if it's not a great wisconsin team or indiana or you know iowa something like that uh you know that iowa win late last year i thought added a lot of energy to the program and i think um, if they can grab another one of those i think it'll really keep them on that on that trend but uh but yeah all right well chad uh thanks for joining us and uh you can check out Chad's stuff at uh, Black Shoe diaries which is the uh the penn state SB nation site but uh thanks again chad
0: Thank you, Thomas. Good talking to you. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um so once again, that was uh that was Chad from uh Black Shoe Diaries. I, I encourage everyone who's interested in Penn State, um or or just a Big Ten fan to to check them out. They put out great stuff. Uh both football and basketball and uh, I think they cover a lot of a lot of Penn State sports. But um but yeah, just to reiterate again, um we'll be continuing these previews. Um I think we're gonna have Rutgers in the next week or so. But um, yeah, it should be an interesting season for Penn State. Uh, probably still some building pains, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out and some of their new players. But again, I'm Thomas Bendit, uh, manager over at BT Powerhouse. You can follow me at at t b e i n d i t on Twitter. Um, and thanks again, and we'll we'll see you next time.